Welcome to the John and Tom Show. This is, uh, what is it? Not September. It's uh, July, <laughs> what is it? July, July 17th, 17th 2022. <laughs> it's been about four months since we've uh, done a show. I got a real job for, for some reason. Yeah. Um, and so I've, it's been less, I've been less available to, uh, to do this, but we, uh, we were talking last night at, at Tom's son-in-law's retirement party and we said, uh, let's do one. So there's, there's no shortage of topics to talk about. And I feel like there's, it was, man, so much happened in the last four months. Um, and it, it's almost too much. I was mentioning to Tom that, uh, I have been trying, I haven't been paying as close attention to politics or the news, uh, over that time. And I feel happier. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I have gotten to the point and, and I have usually been a dog about, you know, me and following the news, but it's, it has gotten so depressing lately that I've had to take a break from it. Seriously. Yeah. You know, yeah. for mental health reasons. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think people realize just how much it's affecting them. Um, and when you take some time away or I went to, uh, California for a week back in, uh, what was it? June, early June. Yeah. And, uh, I went on a camping, hiking, uh, fishing trip up way up North and I didn't have cell cell phone at all for three days. Cool. Oh man. It was nice. I'll bet. Yo, I'll bet. Yeah. It's, it's just like, give yourself a break. Everybody out there, give yourself a break every now and then. Yeah. It's hard. I know we're all addicted, but man, it's nice. So, but back into the real world and back into everything. Um, there's just so much going on. And I think that's part of the problem, you know, with uh, all these social media outlets that you have, your whatever your one of choice, you can go YouTube, you can even just look at the news or whatever. It's just constant barrage of of stuff that we would have never really known or cared about. It's just, just all negative. And we're just constantly being hit by negative stuff. And that stuff has always happened. It's just, we just didn't know about it as much. Yeah. I know this is kind of an obvious statement, but, I just thought about that again the other day and it really is true. Um, it, it, you know, we're just so inundated with negativity and it just appears that the world is really bad and evil right now. Is it any different than before? I don't know, but we're, we're just getting so inundated with images and stories and, and then you have the polarization of the two parties and, and just people in general, not even party. It's just, uh, what's the what's the dividing line again the for the civil war that's coming up what what's the major dividing line oh I have like, man i can't I, even think of it right now because yeah. it's it's just it, it's like you're it's just a different tribe right and i i just i just wish people would just stop the agenda for a minute stop your agenda and just get away put your phone down don't turn on the tv just love your family and you know go out there and have some fun and just stop being so addicted to this news cycle and in this uh, constant barrage of information. Um, it, it's really, it's, it's exhausting and uh, it's really bad for us uh, as a, as a race, as a, not a race, but a um, species, I guess. Yeah. It's <laughs> overload. You know, yeah. I saw, I saw a Ted, you know, that technology. Ted talks. Yeah, yeah. Ted talks. And uh, this 
guy was a doctor of psychology, I think, from University of New York or something. Anyway, he said, look, this country, and I, and I agree with him, we have dummied down for the last 10 years. I'd say more than 10. Yeah, well, yeah, well he was being generous. Yeah. Uh, but he said, you know, it's because this, and it's just what goes back to just what you were saying. We've got this uh, volume overload of all this stuff that before the internet, and, and I'm, I'm not, you know, the internet's like I said a long time, it could be either a very powerful tool or a very deadly weapon. You know, it's like anything else. It can be used properly or it can be used for sinister activity. But he said, there, there is so much crap out there and people are inundated with it and unfortunately it's gotten to the point where people can't separate fantasy from reality well they have alternate identities you know young people have avatars they have they have an online image that they have to uphold that is different from their their actual real life and i i think we are entering a new phase of humanity though because that is, oh, I, I don't think that's going away. No, I think that's no. going to continue and it's going to evolve. And, you know, more and more and more human uh, beings physically will be maybe less important than their digital image. You know, I hope not, but, <laughs> but it, it does appear that we're heading in that direction. Um, and I think that's what the, the big tech companies want, right? Because that's more money and <laughs> they oh, want to yeah. control yeah. the world through, through digital reality. Absolutely. Um, AI is taking over. Yeah. And L- slowly but surely, but it's taking over. Yeah. And it's uh, one of those questions you have to ask. Yeah, we can do it, but should we? You know, it's it, we I think that some of the tech companies are starting to do that more and more. They're starting to realize that maybe maybe just because we can doesn't mean we should. I'm hoping, but it all comes back to the dollar and we are in a, you know, the most ultra capitalist society the world has ever known. And it influences everything we do and all the decisions uh, of companies in particular, but people too, individuals, governments, it's all capitalist based. Oh, sure. Uh, Politicians, um, they're just trying to stay in power because that's their job. Oh, God, they want, prolong their, they want to prolong their uh, <laughs> their careers, right? And so yeah, they'll do whatever yeah. their constituents, no matter how, you know, uh, backwards or ridiculous their constituents are, they're going to, and they may rile it up even further. You can see that happening a lot on the on the Republican side and probably even a little bit on the far left or some some people out there that are pretty, pretty extreme yeah. that are talking about things that are just really nutty. Um, mm-hmm. like there are, the other, I saw something, this is a left thing. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm more concerned with the Republican side being a problem, but there are, I want to point out one, one thing I saw the other day that was a little odd how, you know, they keep talking about, they have these, uh, meetings in the house about men can have children, you know, men, men can be pregnant. Right. And no. Okay. So the, the question kept being, um, so you're talking about a man that used to, that was born a woman that transitioned into, uh, a man, right? It's yeah, not, yeah. It wasn't born a man. So, but right. why are they talking about this on the house floor? Why is this becoming so publicized an important issue? It just, uh, it just seems like, uh, like, yeah, uh, we agree that it, a, a, a biological male cannot have a child. You so know, why don't we just end it there? You know, what, what more is there to discuss? Wh- what it is, it plays. I have gotten, I have become this cynical. Okay. They only do that 
because it plays to their base. Yeah, and so who, yeah, maybe the, I don't know who brought them to the floor to discuss it. Like, what, why is it an issue? Is there, Are they trying to get, I don't, I, maybe I just don't know enough about it. Are they, are they, is it some sort of rights, federal rights for trans men who, who were born women to have, to get pregnant? Is it like health insurance coverage? I mean, you're talking about such a small percentage of the population. It, yeah. And it's, it's all over the news. It's, I'm seeing it on Twitter. I'm like, what the heck? Like, can we talk about some more important issues? I, I, I'm not saying that, you know, those people are not important, but it's just, it, it, it's such fuel. It fuels that, that sort of the right to continue their beliefs about the left. And it, it, and the same thing happens on, on the, the right and the left too. So I don't know. It, it, it's just, to me, it's sort of just politics and yeah, it, yeah. it ends up being their only reason they're doing these things is to, is to sway their existing people or, you know, make things look ridiculous or it's, it, it's just, there's so many other issues going on in the world. Speaking of that, I, I want to talk about some other issues. Um, what's your top issue right recently? Let me, let me get to ask you first before I go into some of the stuff that I want to My talk top about. issue is Republican hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that seems to be a common theme with you. <laughs> well, no, listen, John. I, and that's not, not a bad thing. It's just. No, it's just, I think I, I heard Adam Kinzinger, of course, I know he's a major traitor. I mean, the Republicans would tar, feather, hang, and shoot Adam Kinzinger as to have to, to deal with him. But, you know, he said one thing. He said, you know... What's sad is that a lot of my Republican colleagues have told me behind closed doors that they don't buy into any of this Trumplican crap or whatever, but they dare not say anything because they could lose. They're, they're concerned about uh, losing their job you know, more than they are about you know, what's right for the country. Well, you I'm know, I'm not sure if that does that does that happen on the left? I'm not sure if it does as much. Yeah, I, well, I yeah, think it's mostly on the right. Yeah, yeah, I think it is right now. I but but what? No, you know what kills me? It's like okay, we we hear supposedly the right is all about freedom of speech and all that. Okay, well, wait a minute, and states' rights. States' rights, man. They, well, that's that was the the supposed co- um, reason for the Civil War. Yes, the original Civil yeah. War. Yeah, states' uh, rights. States' rights, but but the Republicans, so you know, states' rights and all that. Okay, less federal government intervention. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but how about this? Now, you know, we've got this uh, controversy now that the uh, Supreme Court has killed Roe v. Wade, effectively. Yeah. We've got Republican states, and get this, that want to prosecute any of their residents who, in a state that does not allow abortion, to go across state lines. Right, right. That's where it's really starting so, to get So nuts. now you're saying, well, wait a minute. No, you can't go to the other state and, yeah. and do something within their laws. You have to do within our law. That doesn't yeah. sound like states' rights to me. <laughs> and and this, this bullshit they put out about freedom of speech. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay. So what about in Florida? 
where we've got the don't say gay law that killed a relationship between Florida and Disney and the banishing of books. Mm-hmm. Not the only states yeah. that's happening in. But but wait a minute! I I thought you were all about freedom of speech. Right, and, right. Well, and, you yeah, know. yeah. That that is definitely the hypocrisy aspect for them to do that kind of stuff. Um, but I, you touched on the Roe versus Wade issue, and I think I'd like to dive into that a little bit. Oh yeah, please do. Um, for example, <laughs> that something that just recently came as as a story: the ten year old who was raped by a twenty seven year old guy in Ohio. Uh, was six weeks pregnant and her mom drove her over to Indiana to get an abortion because Ohio laws are, um, there's no exceptions for rape or incest. And it technically is very difficult to get an abortion in Ohio. Hell, it's damn near impossible, John. Um, it's just a long process. They, a lot of, a lot of doctors are hesitant to do it. There's that designation of, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that all, uh, all abortions are legal in the, in the country if the mother's life is at stake. I'm pretty sure that is true. I'm not 100% sure. True, sure. There, there could be some states that even, <laughs> I don't know, some really hardcore ones. But um, so that is the, is, the, is the sort of the definition of when an abortion is allowed in these certain states is, is if the mother's life is at stake. And they were arguing whether that 10-year-old's life, that 10-year-old is it's pretty young to have a, a child. I mean, you are a child, obviously. Um, but she went over to Indiana and was able to find a doctor uh, to perform the abortion um, a well-respected OBGYN yeah, well-respected from Indiana University. IU Health yes. uh, went back, and now the Attorney General of Indiana is going after that doctor, uh, investigating the doctor to see if she broke the law. John, let me just Because interrupt. that person was from out of state. Let me just interrupt you here for a minute. Why do you think Todd Rokita, our illustrious worthless... Yeah, I, was I going to say worthless? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, State Attorney General is going after her. I know of one reason, only one. Politics. He wants his 15 minutes of fame yeah. because it's all over national news yeah. now and all that. He does not have a leg to stand on. In fact, I heard yesterday that the medical community nationwide got together, and so far they've raised $190,000 for her. Legal fees? Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and he does not... It, it, all the paper, everything that's coming. In fact, his attorney said, "Cease and desist. You're there. There's nothing here. You're." you're uh, well, I think there's a, there's an audience in Indiana. Oh, there is. That, of course, right? like, they're held. Uh, Indiana is next. Is one of the next states that's getting ready to to ban abortions. Exactly. And it, exactly. They might. They. Yes. They. It sounds like they're going to keep the the rape and incest as an exception, though. Well, I. I Although you Mike know, Pence, remember Mike Pence wanted to keep. He he wanted to not allow abortions even with rape, rape and incest. Yeah, well, he's remember? an idiot. Well, know. I mean, he was the vice president. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he's still an idiot. Uh, <sighs> but, you know, uh, 
No, it's it's like Sidman. Todd Rokita is playing to the base. Yeah, you you, you hit hey, on yeah, it he's looking because at his, we're in Indiana. Yeah. You and I are outlaws. You realize outliers. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Outliers, outlaws. outlaws. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hell, they'd, half Republicans in the state would hang us if they. I don't they know. Could. There seems to be more and more people. Um, I don't Indianapolis, know, the city of Indianapolis, is um, blue, and it's the largest, biggest population center. So a lot of places are like that. Look at Illinois. Jeez. <laughs> I know. But, well, yeah, but but the thing is, here here's an issue, and this may sound crazy to you, but I'm not blue. I'm, and I, and I'm, I would I'm, like I'm to between get, red and blue, whatever that is. Yeah, whatever. You're independent, you know. Anyway, white, I guess. I would like to get your wife Erica's opinion on this. She is. A yeah, physician. I was going to bring her down, but okay. Now, here's something that I thought of. You have to have a license a medical license to practice medicine in any state of the union that I know of. But you have judges and whatever saying, oh, she can't have an abortion or whatever because state law prohibits it. Yeah, but what about the fact that if we don't do this abortion, we could lose not only the mother, but the child as well. They're making medical decisions that they are not competent or qualified to be making. Can I back up quite a bit after that statement kind of leads me into it a little bit. I I wanted to talk a little bit about the history of abortion rights in America a little bit, because who, who is the most qualified to make these decisions? Physicians. Well, this is interesting. So before 1840 abortions were legal and there was no stigma with mm-hmm. abortions it was just the way it was i mean obviously the they there wasn't a lot of great uh <laughs> procedures and things like that at the time it was uh, med- medicine and being a doctor and all that was still relatively in the infancy you know stages sure um, the ama uh was formed in 1847 and they said that doctors have superior knowledge on embryos in the female body. So they they basically discredited the midwives and the healers. And they said that they bond together and they, they put the midwives and the healers out of business. It was like, it was almost like it could have been. This is, I'm just, this, it's a possibility. No, 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 no. It's a, I'm, no, I'm it, listening, it, it's, John. It's, sure. Um, they, they put these um, people that had been delivering children for thousands of years, midwives oh, yeah. and healers yeah. out of business said, look, this is big business for us. We're going to, mm-hmm. we're the AMA. We're going to take over all of childbirth. Mm-hmm. And in 19, in the early 1900s, that was the only way you could have a baby. You're not even allowed to have midwives and things like that. Okay. And then, um, and then in the 1900s, every state had made abortion illegal in the early 1900s. Had made it, abortion. Illegal? It became illegal. Okay. In the early 1900s. Okay. And then, so during that time, Lots of illegal underground abortions were happening, some by you know, qualified people, but a lot not. You know, and so there's a lot of deaths of mothers and really bad stuff for a long time, 50, 60 years, we're talking, where if somebody wanted to have an abortion, that they had to go underground. Um, 1973, well, actually, even before 1973, so there were several states that, that legalized it before federal, federally. Yes. Guess which states they were. 
Boy, it's pretty uh, obvious. Think about the California. same state. Wait, wait, the same state. The same states that in the order that legalized marijuana. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I was going to say Colorado. So, yeah, let's see. California, California, <laughs> California uh, yeah. Illinois, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. New York. Well, <laughs> New I don't York, know if yeah. New York's legal, but yeah, but Colorado yeah. was the first in 1967. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then later that year, California, 67. So for six sure. years, they legalized it in that state, and then uh, New York in 1970. But 1973. Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. happened. So, and then I have not researched this extensively, but it, uh, maybe you can talk about the um, the case itself. What it was, I, and I'm pretty sure this was in Texas. This woman named Roe. Jane, I think. Yeah. Jane Roe. Yeah. Jane Roe uh, said, wanted an abortion because of, I thought she was having medical issues. And, but the prosecutor, the county prosecutor, Wade said, no, you can't do that. Uh, that's against uh, state law. Can't do it. Bingo. So her attorney, her attorney, must've been a pretty sharp guy, said, she says, well, what, is there anything I can do? He said, yeah, you can sue him. You can bring a suit against him for denying you your rights. And what, and it went all the way to the Supreme Court. Mm, mm-hmm. That was the beginning of it. I mean, mm. just, just this little, and it went all the way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, you know, she's right. Women have the right to decide yeah. what to do. And the medical community has the right to decide, not not some damn county prosecutor that doesn't know Shinola from yeah. medicine. Well, I heard it was a fairly flimsy ruling and a f- fairly flimsy case and a fairly flimsy ruling. Yeah, it was. That stayed, that stayed for almost 50 years. Yes, it did. And even, so there wasn't a lot of pushback in the 70s because the 70s was a, a crazy time. Yeah, I know. 80s started... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I can't. Well, something sort about of. weed and hash and whatever. Right. Yeah, the eighties, the eighties. I think the 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 Christian right. I think there's a there's a bunch of organizations that started, you know, going against it um, and speaking up. So mid eighties. So for another forty years, you know, and it, it seemed like it might have been you know law that was not going anywhere. Right. It seemed like it was something that we had we had all assumed that was going to stay forever. Uh, but, uh, you know, the time was right. The, the, mm-hmm. the time was ripe, I guess, um, yeah, the, yeah. whatever the, the situation was ripe. And then you get the, you know, the Supreme court, uh, people that are in, in there now that have been handpicked, uh, by you know, Trump, not allowing this, the, <laughs> the last six months of Obama to, to not put his guy in there waiting till the, mm-hmm. the next one, things like that. Republicans uh, do that. Yeah. And, um, and here we are and it's been t- overturned. Um, so it, it, it's really interesting. I, you know, you actually think about the, what it actually is um, and what we're talking about here. I do not have any strong opinions on it because I think it's too complicated of an issue. It's incredibly complicated of an issue. I think the whole idea, the, the reason why it's such a hard issue is because what is life? When does it start? And who's and, and that is a very, very challenging question. And True. I don't think everybody really thinks about it that way. They think about it, it's a woman's body and everything. And I, I get it, but there is a life somewhere in that process that is being created, right? And does that life have a right? And it, when is it 
is it uh it's such a complicated question right oh, yeah. so i'm not qualified I, to yeah, talk which about came it. first chicken or the egg you all know, i can I, say yeah. is that i think it's a little more complicated than people say and, and yeah. some people think it's just very straightforward no no big deal i don't really think so i think it's something that we're gonna we're gonna boy i don't know and and should it have been a federal law should it have been a state law i don't know i still don't know I, I do think I, I always want more rights for people. Yeah. And I think ultimately it's probably good to have the well, right to do it. Well, you must be Republican it, then because you're all about more rights for yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. No, well, just, no, I thought you were being sarcastic in that, no, that no, I was well, like yeah, thinking yeah. about, uh, that's, uh, because I'm thinking about something a little more deeply than the topic, the headline, right? I know, dude. I, yes, you know I, <laughs> I was just throwing a jab at you, John. God no, no, no. It. I, <laughs> it's like you can never talk about these things because mm. you can never really ask questions or have a true debate about it. Because the moment you ask a question, you know, trying to probe a little deeper into something, you're looked at as not in the tribe anymore. And yeah, on both sides. Exactly. So, exactly. So yes. like, I, I'm just, I'm really baffled by this whole topic. And anyone that is like really, really adamant about the topic and thinks they know it so well, I don't think it's possible to know well. I, I think it's one of those topics that's really impossible to be that, you know, if you're voting, if your entire vote is because of abortion, I don't know what to tell you because yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, I got, Hey, you're entitled to be passionate about whatever it is you're, you're passionate about. If you really believe that you should have the right to an abortion or not the right to an abortion, that's your prerogative. But I personally don't see it being a black and white topic at all. So, well, you know, the business going back to the, the, the 10 year old girl from Ohio. Yeah. Okay. And again, I mean, I'm a retired dentist. I'm not, you know, I'm not a physician and whatever, but I do know the bounds of professional treatment. The best person to make, a wise decision on a dental issue is a licensed dentist. The best person to make a decision about abortion and don't uh, is a physician. Okay, if it's a, it, if they're life threatening, exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's here's. But see, this is where. These people, you know, these people, oh, well, the, uh, okay, it was a rape of a 10 year old girl, but she should have to carry the child. Her term. life isn't threatened. Oh, okay. is well, saying. yes, it is That's because she's not, obviously, she's sexually mature enough to ovulate and conceive. Yeah. However, her body, her 10 year old body is not. Yeah developed to the point where she could do natural childbirth which means if she would survive if she and the child would survive to term she could not do it naturally she'd have to have a cesarean section how and now think about this once a cesarean always a cesarean so years down the road when she's an adult maybe and married wants to have kids she'll have to have a cesarean yeah it's very common yeah but because she was forced as a 10 year old no it's gonna change her forever yeah it'll yeah it'll it'll most likely change her her body forever so that's something to consider too but 
But I think, yeah, when you're talking about whether or not a um, who should decide if an abortion, if there is any indication of a of an of a health issue, it should mm-hmm. be the physician for sure. But but if it's a choice of like whether or not you want the child, that's a different issue. That's a different question. To me, it is a medical issue because you. No, have, I'm not talking about the ten year old. I'm talking about in, yeah. general, well, in general. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I agree with you absolutely. Yeah, but see, that's the problem, John. In a lot of these states, they do not take into consideration health issues, well, medical emergencies. I mean, in, that's what I was asking it, earlier. Yeah, I think in some that, cases, if if an abortion isn't done, you could have the mother and the fetus that, and die. So, so that's what I was trying to say earlier. Is that I. I think i think that every state has if the mother's life is in danger as diagnosed by the physician then they can get an abortion i well, you know john to i'd be, have to look into that because i'm not sure about that. but that's the only time for a lot of them no. it's like so if it's if it so rape or incest is not on the table that i think that's what they were saying with uh, but anyway, um, I think obviously if any if there's if your life is in danger or rape or incest um, those should be non-negotiable. They should be obviously. You should be able to get an abortion. Oh, absolutely. In those situations. That, absolutely. that should be like that's not even. That's almost like when you're talking about gun control. You're with talking about children, like getting, it's like with children, checks, it should. You know? it, there should be no question, because oh, yeah. when the the physician, you know, they have to put a a reason for the abortion said abuse well yeah you got a 10 year old girl who it's had such an, it's been, such a no-brainer but it's such but, a no-brainer but here's what's sick john this is really sick i saw this last night and i had to turn it off because i was getting so pissed fox news tucker carlson this was a hoax yeah this little girl well this that's is all bullshit jim, jim jordan said tweeted that out yeah, yeah he said it was a fake story yeah, yeah and then he turned around we got nailed when he said well yeah. i never said you, you said you know but what i'm saying and uh laura ingram and i it, it, oh this was a put-up job yeah from the left yeah. this never happened but then how do you explain the fact that this in ohio which is an anti-abortion state a 27-year-old man admitted to it and has been charged. Yeah, he's going to jail for, for life. Yeah, for life. Yeah. Well, but that's all. That's all a yeah. hoax. But you know, <laughs> well, I'm sure. What's you know, sad about it, John, is there's a lot of people out there that believe that crap. I, I'm. I'm sure. I hate to say it, but I'm sure this has happened quite a bit. More in uh, you know other places, you're just not hearing about it. Oh yeah, because the attorney general of that state didn't start attacking the doctor. That's the story too. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, a ten year old is it's a huge story and it's it's awful. Um, but this is probably happening in other places. It's just not becoming a huge story, and it's it's sad. It's just there's no common sense in yeah. this situation. Ever anyone with any morals or common sense should say that those those situations are not negotiable wrong rape incest or (laughs) the life of the mother um absolutely off the table no questions asked just do it just get it done it's not there there should be no discussion really i'm sorry (laughs) that's ridiculous that's like as a human being that should be one of the basic tenements of like you know healthcare and in our world that should be law no doubt about it and above that i i have i i have like a little bit more doubt but there's definitely no doubt there to me. But. Well, you know, John, I, this is the other thing, too. I saw, I think it was uh, Stalwell. It was Democrat. Okay. 
whatever. He was questioning the head of the National Anti-Abortion Front, said, well, do you think that a 10-year-old would choose to carry a child to term? And her answer was, well, uh, uh, well, she, uh, and then she said, well, if she terminated the pregnancy, in this case, it would not be an abortion. And he's like, what? <laughs> a termination of a pregnancy is an abortion. She's, well, no, this wouldn't be an abortion in this she case. She doesn't even know what it means. She doesn't even know what the hell she's talking she about. Means. I yeah. know, exactly. And wow. I'm, I'm, I was just blown away. Yeah. Well, I, as the last point on this is just uh, the popularity of this, uh, whether or not um, Roe v. Wade was opposed. I, the, some polls that I got a little data on uh, said 28% of Americans think it should have been overturned. Only 28%. Um, 60, that means 72% said yes. Or 60, well, or 60, 60, somewhere around 60, yeah. and then the rest is confused like me. But, yeah, so it, it's just crazy that, you know, you get – and the whole thing with Clarence Thomas and his wife and all that. Just, oh, shit. And then Brett Kavanaugh. Just these are the people that are deciding. These these few people are deciding these things. It's just, but then you, you go from there. Like you got president, you got Supreme Court, and then you got these idiots in the House and these idiots in the Senate. Like we are screwed. I, I don't. <laughs> like Lauren Boebert. Like, <laughs> Lauren Boebert, GED. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I. Oh, I, God. I, yeah. Uh, well. The, <laughs> You know, you talk about hypocrisy. No, now I, I know. I'm going to go back to hypocrisy a little bit here, John. People were peacefully protesting outside Brett Kavanaugh's house. Were they peacefully? Yeah. No, no, they <laughs> were. There weren't any violent. No. And so he got pissed off and tried to get, wanted to get the state to come up with a law that said they can't do that. But but wait a minute. No, this is Republicans. I thought we were all about freedom of expression and freedom of speech and oh, all that. Uh, I mean, and then I, McConnell turns around and says, talks about it, and he says, whatever happened to the rule of law instead of mob rule? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, my. Here's the guy that is supporting January 6th, but that wasn't mob rule. That wasn't a mob, no. Yeah, uh, man. My sister was trying to get me to watch the January sixth hearings, and I, I just, I wanted to, but I just couldn't do it because I knew, unfortunately, that they probably wouldn't end up in anything, um, and yeah. that's probably still going to happen. You're probably and, right. and everybody's getting every time you get your hopes up that, that something is going to happen. That's why I just didn't even want to watch because then I'll get my hopes up and then it would be dashed. So I know it's probably a bad. Uh, you know, can't give up and everything, but I just, I've gone down this road before. We've lived, we lived in this, you know, we did this podcast for a year oh, absolutely. where we were, we're going yep. over this stuff so much and it seems nothing's so obvious changed. nothing's changed. So these, yep. these hearings, I don't know if they're going to do anything. I, unfortunately, I wish they would. I would love to wake up one day and see, you know, that, um, the justice is being served, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. So until then, we'll just well, just you know, uh, hope and pray, I guess. Yeah. The, you, you know, one of the best things I forgot who said it, and this has been a long. This has been months ago, John. So that Merrick Garland is approaching this more as a ponderous judge, 
and less like an aggressive prosecutor. I think one of the biggest mistakes Biden made, and I've got some issues, but believe me, <laughs> was appointing Merrick Garland as attorney general. That yeah. was, I mean, I've got, there's guys like Glenn Kirshner and a bunch of others saying, what the hell? You gotta he get a bulldog in there. He should have yeah. hit him along months ago. Yeah. What is this shit? You know what? He's cowardice. Yeah. I, a lot of people are, and they're just, they're afraid to put their life on the line and really go for it. Um, be truly passionate about something. And that's what it's going to take. You got to get somebody that's his bulldog. Um, yeah. But, um, you need was, somebody with balls. Yeah. I mean, basically that's what it comes down to. Yeah. You need somebody that's got balls and I don't see that in Merrick Garland. Doesn't seem like it. Doesn't seem like it. But on the note of that, you're talking about uh, Biden. I would, wouldn't mind just kind of like touching on him a little and progress report 2022. I've said from the very beginning that the guy's just a little too old. Obviously it just, they, they only show him for very short periods of time because he just, he's not all there. And I get it. We, I get, I really believe that it, I still feel good that they won. They put Kamala Harris and him in office to get Trump out of office. That was number one. Absolutely. So whatever it took, that's fine. The four years that we have without Trump are valuable. I wish we would be doing more with those four years. It doesn't seem like we are, but, um, and, but look, geez, Biden is, is really, I don't know how any rational person can say that he is really all there. I mean, he, that guy is really struggling and oh yeah, um, Kamala Harris has become a sort of a disaster too. What the heck is going on with her? Well, you know, John, along those lines, Republicans have nothing to talk about because Ronald Reagan was diagnosed with dementia while he was still president. Look, I don't want to get and, into no, comparisons. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, is this, he had definite dementia and it wound up that his wife and advisors were actually running the government because he didn't know what fucking planet so, he was so on. So I suppose it's like, it's like, yes, we're, we're just bad at picking presidents, presidents. Yes. That's really what it comes down to. It's like, whether it's Reagan or Trump or, Whoever, we, we're just really, really bad at picking the person that's going to direct the, the free world. For some reason, we were just god awful at it. And look at the look at the people that are, uh, you know, sort of on the top of the list yeah. now. DeSantis. Oh, for Trump, God's sake. Trump, I... Biden. That's it. Who else is a, is a candidate? I don't know. You know, you I mean, you know, John, you're absolutely right. I mean, this this is the best we can do. I mean, come on. This yeah. is this is a country of over 300 million people. And I, I, this I is guess the that, best yeah. we can do. That was my point is like not that um, the Republicans are doing better or anything. I don't want to do the comparison thing. I'm just saying, like, why can't we get a better person to run the country or, or to be the leader of the country? Not to run. it. He's not running it. He or she is not running the country. They are the face of the country. They exactly. Are, they are yes. the one who is trying to keep the peace, trying to not divide like somebody did. <laughs> trying, to, trying to keep, yeah. trying to keep the peace, dude. Yeah, okay, go, go on, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> trying to like you know present uh, a good image for the world yeah. and make us make us do the best we can do. And um, why why can't we find somebody like that now? Now, I, I don't have any suggestions other than I don't know who who can we do? Michelle Obama. Now they're talking about Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, eh? Uh, Pete Buttigieg, eh? You know what? What else? Who else? Is, Liz Cheney. 
Liz Cheney's popularity is like in the Republican Party is like 15 percent or something. Yeah, but 15. but you know, the, the thing is that she and Adam and I am an Adam Kinzinger fan. Yeah. But, well, and but but let me explain that. He was Air Force pilot many years it, it, and he, he made this comment. It's been a long time ago about these idiots that stormed the Capitol and they're in fatigues and all. He said, yeah. well, it's so all these people want to play dress up. Yeah. They don't know it. They don't know what the military is really all about, and he has chosen, and it, it's it's a death sentence for him. He has chosen country over party. Yeah, or if his or his career, whatever. Like yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't. Uh, same but, as Liz Cheney, I think exactly. They, they, yeah. they, they, they've, you know, I give it to her. She's not popular in the Republican Party. She's probably going to lose her seat soon because th- th- if you're not on trump's ch- train you're on a trump train yep. you're you're done um and those 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 horrible fools that are following this guy f- and they've done it forever and they're they're yeah. gonna go until he's in, into his grave and they'll probably move on to his son after that um those poor people that just man I, if you haven't gotten it by now i don't know what to tell you no see that's just it john i've never in all my years, I've thought, well, okay, I've had differences, political differences and whatever. But one thing I have no- I always noticed until about the last 20 years is be it Democrat, be it Republican, these were intelligent, well-educated. They just and have I'm different sorry. opinions. That's all. They well, have different and, opinions. But, but they were always looking for the best for the country they just had a different idea of what the country should be exactly exactly and now that doesn't have a damn thing to do with it not one damn thing to do with it yeah it just seems like the world just really in the last 10 years has really and in the united states in particular has really just changed so much yeah Um, we're dumbing down that that um combination of like social media mixed with, uh, you know, the end of Obama, beginning of Trump, and then Trumpism coming up in 2015, mm-hmm. and the divisiveness and the, the acceleration of social media, the acceleration of divisiveness. And uh, it's just, it's really changed changed our country, maybe permanently. Yeah, we, I'm not, we, I'm we not sure we're ever going to get back to where we were. We I failed, I think John. we have to start thinking about what's our world going to look like down the road? How can we make it, how can we make it the best we can be it's not going to be what it was. I just don't think it's possible. Oh, no, it never will. No, exactly, John. The, it, it's just like, well, what about the good old days? The good yeah. old days are in the past. Yeah. So That, that ain't going to happen. We're going to have to deal with what we're dealing with right now. And I personally see it as extremely dire. Well, uh, yeah, so true I, I i think that it's it could be it's dire but you know n- now that we've accepted that sort of prognosis and uh you know we realize we're probably not going to get back to the 80s 90s and 2000s that time was very prosperous and mm-hmm. just a really good time for america and but the world. legislators um, were true but, statesmen yeah then, and too. It, you know common sense has gone out the window yeah i unfortunately i think something really bad is going to happen like really bad mm-hmm. and it's going to be a long period of badness and mm-hmm. tough times and then we'll come out of that stronger but 
I think that's kind of the cycle of life, cycle of uh, countries and societies. They go through these big cycles where everything was too good for too long. <laughs> and then they something bad, really bad happens. And then you come out of that super strong. We're going to come up because the people that come out of that phase are super strong. But think about people came out of the depression and stuff. That no, strong well, yeah, were. this is true. But that was worldwide. That wasn't just a U.S. Uh, the global economy now. It's still going to be worldwide. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be worldwide. Yeah, still worldwide. Everything's it's, connected now. I am a Jeffersonian for sure. I go back to Thomas Jefferson, brilliant forefather. He, I mean, he wrote the Declaration of Independence, for Christ's sake. But you know what he said about what democracy is? Compromise. Realizing that you're always going to have people of one opinion on one side and people of another opinion on the other. But what you do then, your interest turns out to be what's best for all. Well, the start, the, the, the main component of compromise is listening. Yeah, oh, yeah, yes, exactly. And that's no longer happening. No, you're right. So on you're that, absolutely on that right. Note, let's take a break. Okay. And we'll be back. We are, we had our little break, feeling pretty good on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, it's a little rainy, but it's not too bad. And uh, we're, we're back for part two of this uh, reunion show. Yeah, yeah. Four, yeah. Months, four months without a show. We had a little shift in our regular lives, at least I did. And <laughs> it was harder to get, get to the microphones, but we're back and... Um, Hopefully you're still with us, listening to us ramble and discuss some, I think, important issues. Mm -hmm. Give our two or three cents. Um, the next thing I'd like to talk about, well, I have two topics that are not related, but they're both, I think, rather important things that have happened. Our last show that we did in uh, March, we had already, we had seen the Russian, uh, the Russia, the Russians uh, attack Ukraine. Oh, invasion of yeah, Ukraine, yeah, 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 and so that was that's been a pretty big uh, issue in the world. I'd say the funny thing is there's a very complicated history between Russia and Ukraine. It's not like Russia just overnight decided to invade Ukraine in February. They've been at they actually technically at war since 2014. And, yes, um, absolutely. Just, just not in a bigger sense. Um, and they ramped it up. He ramped it up. And I don't know if everybody's really certain for the, the reasons why yet. I, I don't know if there's any. We've just determined that uh, why Putin did what he did. He has thrown the world into a bit of turmoil. Um, definitely United States gas prices have gone up since then. Mm -hmm. And that is a big um, it's not just the United States. I think it's global. Um, oh, yeah, it is. Because John. Yes, John. The, the crude oil market is global. Um, glo crude oil prices. Uh, they had a they had a huge amount of exports of crude oil 
to the world and crude oil prices are kind of tied in globally. So mm -hmm. that's probably the number one reason why uh, gas prices went up the way uh, they did. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, go ahead. Um, and so because it, the amount of crude oil that was hitting the market just slowed down significantly because we wouldn't allow any more. I, I think we only have three or 4% of our imports are from Russia. Exactly. Yes. But globally, like Europe, there was a ton of oh, people yeah. that get, that get their crude oil from there. And just, just a sidebar before we go too far. Um, if you don't know how oil, you know, how gas is made, it's very, uh, you, you take, um, a barrel of oil and you take the top part of the oil, top part of the barrel. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that is a thinner, um, part of the oil, crude oil. Mm -hmm. And that's taken that it, the refinery takes that and turns that into gas, gasoline. Yeah. It runs then, it through cracking towers. And, right. As you, know. as you go down in the barrel, it's used for different things mm -hmm. and thousands of different uses really. And once you get further down, it's pretty interesting. So that is probably the number one reason why we are where we at with, with, with prices. It seems like over the last 30 days or so, they've started to come down a little bit. It seems like we're starting to f fulfill the, the crude oil demand uh, in other ways. People are starting to get contracts with, other, you know, getting that back to where we were slowly. It's taking time. What are your thoughts on that? John, if you look at the, uh, the increase in crude oil prices for the U.S. have been fairly low. However, the prices at the pump have been jacked way up in, to the to the extent that the oil companies are enjoying some mm. of the greatest profits they ever have. Republicans say, well, why isn't Biden doing anything about gas prices? Well, a few weeks ago when this went under the radar, the Biden administration wanted to investigate oil companies for price gouging. Went through the House. Guess what happened in the Senate? It was blocked by the Republicans. And the reason it was is money. You remember you said earlier, everything's all about money? Well, yeah, of course it is, because the oil industry pays millions upon millions of dollars to the Republicans every year to protect, quote, their best interests. I think the profit is, is part of it, but it's not, I think there really genuinely was a shortage of crude oil. Uh, it, because once people stopped accepting the crude oil from Russia is like 5 million barrels a month or something crazy like that. Yeah. For Europe, but not for us. Yeah. But it's all globally tied in. The prices are oh, tied in. Yeah. And I think, yeah, there's been, it is definitely, you've seen some, some pr extra profits for the, for the oil companies. There, there's a lot of reasons why gas prices go up and down. It's almost never because of the president of no, the country exactly. of the United States. See, that's that's kind of what, it. that's sort of what I was getting at. Was it? Yes. That whether you benefit or, you know, wh whether the prices are high or low, you can't take credit for or be blamed for gas prices. Uh, mm -hmm. Right now, there's a lot of uh, drilling contracts that are open. It's like, oh, you know, the Keystone Pipeline was, it, it's such a marginal, such a small amount of, of the overall need. It, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't even have any impact on gas prices whatsoever. No, it does the, not. And the, there's, there's all these open contracts for drilling that the oil companies are not using because they're worried about supply and demand. They're, it's all economics. It's all economics. These are private companies making decisions. These private companies are going out and make, getting contracts with different places to get crude oil. A couple other little interesting tidbits. The U.S. is the largest producer and consumer of crude oil mm -hmm. since 2012. 
in the world. Uh, Your God, I would have thought it was way before then. Well, they went back and forth. Uh, <laughs> sometimes they were, sometimes they weren't, no, uh, other than that. From, Do you know who the number one largest uh, foreign supplier of crude oil is to the United States? Russia. Canada. Oh, Canada. Russia's oh, yeah. only three, three or 4%. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, Canada. So I thought that was kind of interesting. The main point of what I was trying to say was before is that I think that presidents get blamed or they take credit for this. And it's just so obvious. It's so obviously not true. But it's hard for the public to understand that. The public thinks the president controls and can fix everything. Not true. Well, well, that's that. I think politically, they they want to take credit for things when things go right. right? Well, exactly. And then but, the opposite. But wants the to, truth yeah. is, John, Republicans are saying, well, we need to focus on instead of January sixth, we need to focus on inflation uh, or, or hunter hunter biden's um crack smoking or something there you go <laughs> and gas prices okay one thing i have not heard and correct me if i'm wrong okay what would you do about it what's no, your solution no that's not that's not part of the equation they just they they <sighs> most people are just it's all knee jerk you know they, like there's a guy that i work i work with that he's a very smart guy um, and he's buddies, buddies, Republican. <laughs> well, yes. I can't be too goddamn smart. Yeah, no, he sorry, has man. flaws. He has a very obvious flaws, but, uh, so I'm in the car with him for like seven hours. Well, and- well, well but <laughs> of course you got to remember too, John, don't forget where we are. This True, is but, Indiana. But, yeah, but, but, but Tom, most States are like this inside the country. They're all red on the inside except for Chicago and like a couple other spots. It's all this coast that's blue, mostly. And oh, co- no, no, Colorado. no, no, so you're it's right. Like Indiana is just I one of it. like 40, 30 other, 35 other states that are just like this. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so many people that think like he does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not that you're not educated. It's just that somewhere along the line, you've, you've taken the, the blue pill or something. Uh, so he told me, he's like, because he, he knows that we, we have these grits. But the beautiful thing about him is that we can talk mm-hmm. and we have good discussions. And we and it's really fun to talk to him because he's a really high energy guy. And he's like, we don't ever get upset with each other. We just, we just talk. We And see, he sort of little, leans more middle. Do you realize how unique that is in, yeah. this, in yeah. this part of the country? But he sends me a picture. No, no you can actually yeah. talk yeah. to somebody else on the other side and be rational. Yeah, and he's a very passionate guy, but but he sends me a picture of him at the pump and shows me his uh, total. He says, thanks, Biden. <laughs> he, and he's obviously sort of like he knows that it's that I, I'm going to say something about it, but and, and I'm I'm hoping he doesn't really believe that, but because that's the this, this, this sort of the ignorance of of like thinking that Biden had anything to do with the gas price, right? And I think he knows that, but maybe he doesn't. I I, I can't tell, but um, he he think he really believes that a president would purposely raise gas prices or even by accident have the power to raise gas prices. As I said, if you if you think the solution is drilling more and getting more crude oil at home that's not accurate because there are multiple oil companies that have again been given permission to drill mm-hmm. and they don't want to because of economic factors yeah because of prices there's nothing they that want you to can keep do. them high if they did the keystone xl pipeline it would be like 0.05 percent difference mm-hmm. 
minimal, like nothing. It's all talking points. It's all politics. And it's, it's like, I wish people understood that, but they but, don't. But so. Republicans say, well, you know, if they hadn't killed the Keystone pipeline, we could, we'd have more oil than we know what to do with. Prices would come down and blah, blah. And it's a lie. Yeah. It's it, not it is, is an absolute lie. A lot, of, a lot of what they say is a lie, but it sounds good. And it resonates with the base. And anyway, um, that's probably all I need to talk about gas. But I guess we didn't really talk about the actual Russia-Ukraine conflict, which, oh, which people seem to have forgotten about that there's a pretty significant war going on over there. Um, you mm -hmm. know, missiles hitting apartment buildings and civilians being killed, children being killed. Um, that, you know, they are kind of, you know, of the same ilk, right? They're Ukrainians and Russia have had a long history. They are divided somewhat, but they're also very, very integrated mm -hmm. culturally. And um, they speak dialects of the same language. I think it's very, very sad what's going on there and Putin being who knows where his real state of mind is I mean he could be unstable he he could not have anybody telling him what's really going on he mm -hmm. could be on an island you know metaphorically and nobody wants to say no to him because they get killed or something right mm -hmm. but he's not a dummy I mean he's a pretty savvy guy you know um, I've been kind of listening to some different podcasts and things about him and how he, you know, was a KGB agent and he was, oh, he's oh, very sharp. Great. Oh, great. Great political yeah. guy, um, communicator. Um, so he's not a dummy. I think people don't really know what's truly motivating him here because it, it seems like this is going to, the, the, the country that's going to most negatively impact in the long run is Russia from this. Mm -hmm. They're going to be isolated they're going to lose all, they're, they're going to go backwards, way backwards at the end of all this. That's what he wants. He wants to go back. I mean. I, no, I mean backwards every, when every economically, everything. Yeah, they're going exactly. to turn into a. He wants to go back to the days of the old USSR. And if you think about it, no, he's maybe, trying. Yeah. The countries he wants to take are the same ones that were lost when the Soviet well, took Georgia, Union right? collapsed. In 2008, took Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. he wants Ukraine. In the Baltic states, but why would you even want that? Because it wasn't good back then. No, no, it was a it was a huge failure. Absolutely. What what was good about it, Mister Vladimir? Like somebody explain why why would you want to go back to that way of life? And that nobody was happy. It wasn't working. Uh, so if that's if that's his motivation, that's puzzling. But yeah, but he's he was a KGB guy, um, and he's definitely a smart dude. I mean, he's. He's conniving. He's uh, really, I don't know, diabolical, I guess would be a word. But, yeah, he really is. I, um, you know, the, the big question right now isn't will he. No more eating on the podcast. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> the, <laughs> the question is, what other countries is he going to invade? Which, which one's next? And there's a big thing, and is it Poland? Well, okay, that'd be that would be a big or, one, or the Baltic state. Well, I think he's he can't go on multiple fronts. He could, no, but it would be a, even more of a mistake. Um, and he doesn't have Ukraine yet, and no, I don't see them going anytime soon. Who knows? That again, I haven't really. It's just not a top news story anymore, which is insane because it's it's a pretty big conflict. 
I think, uh, you know, most of the people, most of the other countries are staying out of it. And I think they're, it's, it's probably the right choice. It is, it's really close to a, almost like a civil war because they're, they're so close. Yes. It'd be like U.S. versus Canada or something. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. That's true. You, we speak the same language. Yeah. No, yeah. And there's. Yeah. 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 We're, we're sort of similarly culturally and things. That we have some pretty. Maybe that's a good way to look at it. Like We, we do have some pretty significant differences, but people in Europe may not see that or something. Maybe no, they, other people from other places may not see the difference. But like because I don't. I don't see a huge difference between Ukraine and Russia, but I'm not, I just not from there. So I don't know, but. Well, you know, I saw today Putin was outraged. Of course, he's outraged at any time anybody crosses him, but Norwegian battleships intercepted Russian ships in the Baltic sea. And he was all like, Oh my God. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's look back a little ways. People forget history very quickly. He told Finland, Sweden, don't you even think about joining NATO. Right. Yeah. Remember that. Mm -hmm. But now they're almost members. Mm -hmm. Why? Because Finland borders Russia. Right. Right. And mm -hmm. Sweden's right next door to. So I think his paranoia, and I could be wrong, is because he is surrounded more and more by NATO. Yeah. No, definitely. That's you know, a lot of people think that's one of the reasons why he did it. Although it's strange because Ukraine was not close to becoming a member of NATO. NATO was saying there's no way you're nowhere near becoming because the top two most corrupt countries in Europe are Russia and Ukraine. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know? Yes, yes. And they're not they weren't even on the list uh, to, to be. So I think people that say that he, you know, invaded because Ukraine was almost going to be a NATO country. I don't think that's legitimate, no, but no, I think he, but he is, he, he is, you know, that whole NATO versus Russia thing goes back way long time ago. Oh, and it's, damn. there's, you could do a whole podcast just on that. Yeah. Um, but I'm not that knowledgeable in it, so I can't go there, but, but it, yeah, because he's worried about multiple nations fighting against him. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and another wrinkle in this is China because they're also communist and they, they still deal with each other, but. And a whole other thing with China is China seems like they're struggling at the moment. Well, and you know, one thing you have to remember, if you go back in history, my friend, China is, quote, communist. I'm not really sure if that's true or not. But the Chinese and the Russians have hated each other for thousands of years. I mean, this isn't, you yeah. know, they're not really allies. They never have been. China is looking out for China. Right. Russia's looking out for Russia. You know, and and, and I don't yeah. ever think there's going to be there. Any, there could be an alliance there for a short time. Yeah. Maybe just for like a very specific purpose or something. Yeah. Kind of like Germany and Japan or something. Right. Well, yeah. No. No, right? no, like, no. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Germany and Italy. Something and, you know. to be, um, you know, allied just for some specific reason or war or something. But yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they'll be they'll be buds for too long. <laughs> yeah, I well, here's my thing. I think he wants to incorporate Ukraine back into Russia because you got to they're bordered by Poland, Moldova. Yeah. Yeah. And Ukraine's huge. It, it is. That's a it's big, got a lot of resources no, too. Yeah, well, in fact, that is the number one grain producer in all of Europe. 
in in Euro Asia, that is a very agriculturally rich country. Yeah. Oh, there's there's a lot of reasons. Um, It's really complicated, and nobody really knows. You know, he's a he's a hard guy to understand. It, It definitely seems like it is his decision, though. It's not like a committee. Oh, it's, no. It's Putin. No, no it's no. Putin. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, you look at all the oligarchs that are getting kind of screwed because of all this. So they're losing their yachts and their, yeah. their, uh, their status in the world. They can't cruise around. Or, you know, they're, they're going to be hurting for a long time because of this. Well, you know, and a lot, going back to the yachts, a lot of their... uh, Except in America where we accept money. A lot of the crews have (laughs) sabotaged those yachts to... To sink them. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he really, he wants to go back to the old days. But he's finally seen, maybe, I hope, that it ain't going to be that easy. No, there's something about also Russia and the pride of being a Russian and being a communist and being that, that sort of that, that you'll die for it. You know, oh, you'll yeah, do yeah. whatever it takes for it because that that is there's that's the most important, most passionate thing there is for for them and to die that, for the motherland. Yeah, yeah, that could be in his thinking. That could be in his blood, and that's what gets a little bit concerning down the road. As this this could go on for many many years. Oh, I don't this, doubt this that could it go will. on for a long time. They have a lot of you know uh, resources and surplus to to last. They don't really need other other countries and they don't really care about their population that much they can starve them and they'll just keep doing it you know he gets backed into a corner and he has a very large nuclear arsenal or or he decides this is another thing what if he decides to just drop a nuke on a smaller nuke on ukraine what does the world do uh hopefully nato will come at him with the fury of hell yeah then we're in world war three or what and then he comes. NATO comes with him, the, the fury of hell, and then he launches all the nuclear weapons. Well, like, you know, then you're in a full full on war with multiple countries. So exactly. It, well, you know, the easy. thing is, uh, John, we hear about these. Oh, he's an excellent, uh, an expert in nuclear war. And how the hell can you be an expert in something that hasn't happened? I I didn't know about that. They said oh that. yeah. Well, so, well, you know, so and so, and you see nuclear war expert and all that so, I, yeah i've never heard that term before <laughs> yeah, yeah how in the hell would you know that maybe in like a video game or something yeah but, but problem is that i see nuclear war probably lasts about five minutes <laughs> yeah, we're not talking they have, years well, they have hypersonic weapons oh, now. Well, yeah, well yeah that, that you can less than five minutes yeah, yeah the hypersonic weapons can hit you can hit you uh another country in like minutes oh and, yeah and you don't even yeah. have time to respond yeah exactly uh, you don't even time to launch yours. But the problem is, the only thing I think that has, well, of course, no, this isn't anything new. The, the biggest deterrent to nuclear war is mutual destruction. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, okay. But, you yeah, you have to assume that the other side uh, has something to lose. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. once, once, Putin feels like he no longer has anything to lose, he might destroy the world. Well, you know, I've, I I saw this years ago, I forget, forget where World War One and World War Two were fought with belt bullets and bombs and all that. World War Three will be fought with nukes. World War Four will be fought with sticks, sticks and stones. stones. Yeah. 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 If there's anyone left. Exactly. 
Well, so be it. Moving on to the next topic. This is the last one. These are not very, none of these topics are very uplifting that we've talked about. Well, hell, what's been uplifting? The next one is not uplifting either. It's probably the least, it's the the worst of all is about, I I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of these mass shootings that have happened. Um, Oh, God. And I've just, you know, that one in Uvalde, Texas, got me a little bit. Um, There was another one, too. Uh, Boy, I've lost track of them. There's so many. But, um, you know, what what can we do about it? I just, I say, you get so mad. You get so mad about where we are as a society that we're allowing this to happen. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's people, some people think it's 100% just gun control. And some people think it's not gun control. Um, I'm one of the people that thinks it's a little, it's definitely a little bit of gun control. I think it, like you got to have some more regulation on guns. I mean, it's just going to reduce, you do gun control. It's you, you make it harder for people to get guns. Maybe you raise the price of ammunition. Maybe you, uh, you know, outlaw certain types of like, you know, military style weapons or very, very high, uh, the AR-15s. I don't even know why people use them because you could probably do more damage with other weapons, but uh, it seems to be just like copycat stuff. Everybody wants to use that because that's what they've seen on TV, you know, whatever. But it's not all gun control. We have we have mm. deep societal issues. It, but we definitely have to have to make some more regulations. We have to make more laws and restrictions for these stupid guns. The other part is how do we take care, take better care of our young men? Right? Like, what's going on with our young men in the country? How do we... I mean, we got real problems right now. Like, in so many ways. In so many ways. And it doesn't seem to be getting any better. It's always a similar thing. It's like a young man doing this. A young man. You never see a woman doing it. It's always a young man. And they tend to be white, but sometimes not. Um, And... It seems to be that there's somebody either encouraging them, enabling them, or they had mental issues that they were not that were not addressed. Um, so how do we deal with that? I don't I don't know. The prevalence of violence in our country too is, is the acceptance of violence. Look at the movies and the video games and just the acceptance of torture and murder and you know, on TV for young people, they just accept it. It's normal now. Like it, it's not even like, like look at Batman or the Joker or some of these movies that the extreme violence, mm-hmm. extreme torture that has become normalized and it's all normalized now. And kids, and if they don't have somebody in their life, mainly a father, you know, a father who's there, that, I mean, that could be what it's really all about is the father. Well, can't put it all in the schools. I, want you to- I am a victim of gun violence. August 4th, 1980, my stepfather, great guy, he was a World War II veteran. In fact, he had to wear special shoes because when he was injured in World War II, he wound up with one leg shorter than the other. Now, he, he was working as a messenger, or a lot of people say guard, whatever, for Brinks in Indianapolis. And he was less than two years away from retirement. On a Monday, August 4th, and that 
date is significant to me, very significant to me. He went into a Kmart in Indianapolis on the north side, picked up their weekend receipts, which accounted to $50,000. Okay, now at that time, yeah, that's quite a bit of money. So as he's walking back through the store to go back to the truck, two guys jump out, one in back of him and one in front of him said, hold it, hold it. And the guy in front of him shoots him twice. With a handgun. With a handgun. Okay. Severs his femoral artery. And he was dead way before emergency could even get there. So that also happened to be just exactly my mother's 60th birthday. A couple of years after that, they were caught and they had murdered Indianapolis detective Jack Orberg. Shot him up so bad with automatic weapons that his family was never allowed to see his body. Their trial took place in 1982, finally. My wife and her mother went to the trial. And during the trial, they put out four, four huge folding tables covered with weapons that they had recovered from their hideout. Their excuse for having all the weapons was they were going duck hunting. And Greg Garrett time was a, was a prosecuting attorney. Slammed a, he slammed an AK-47 down on the table and says, you went duck hunting? You need all this to go duck hunting with? They had murdered their own brother during a bank robbery because he got... He fell behind, so they shot him so dead men could tell no tale. Those are bad people. Bad, bad people. But they got all these weapons. Now, back to your question, John. They get it legally, illegally? Hell, I don't know. I don't know. But one day at lunch during the trial, my wife and my mother-in-law go out to the car to eat lunch. And they get back. Marion County prosecutor Steve Goldsmith time stopped them and said, don't you ever do that again. Don't you ever do that again. He said, if you go to lunch, you make sure that one of these officers knows that so they can accompany you. So these guys have got all these guns. They've got all kinds of criminal records. They're not legally or illegally. They probably got it illegally. I don't know. But they had rap sheets a mile long, and they were finally both executed for the murder of Jack Orberg, the detectives that they killed. But I remember during both executions, Evan Bayh was was the governor of Indiana at the time, and he called my mother, and he said, "Look, I want you to." I said, "I don't." He said, "I don't want you to be alarmed, but there's all kinds of." police cars out in front of your house and whatever to protect you. So, let's fast forward. Here we are now. There are more guns than people in this country. In fact, there are enough guns in this country to give every man, woman, and child in the U.S. a gun and still have 40 million left over. 40 million million and i hear from the well it's 
it's mental illness and shit. No, the rate of mental illness in the U.S. is no higher, absolutely no higher than it is in any other country in the Western world. And they tell me the problem is mental illness and all that, but it doesn't have shit to do with the availability to guns. Well, it's definitely, you know, definitely um, you know, there's problems. We should have regulations on getting a gun. Well, no yeah, doubt about it. But here are a few questions I'd like to hear the Republicans who voted against that. Okay, Ted Cruz. I just want to know what Ted Cruz would say if one of his kids— one of his kids or a couple of his kids were murdered in a school mass shooting. Well, he would probably change his mind, but then the rest of the Republicans would not. Yeah, but but, <laughs> but, 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 but see, that's just it. That's just it. I mean, unless it hits these ass. See, he has 350 million fucking reasons to oppose gun laws because he gets that much money last time he ran for Senate from the gun lobby. Yeah. But, but my point is, problem in this country is, and I've gotten so cynical, I've lost all faith, that legislation, my friend, is up for sale. Every yeah, bit of it. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and they sent, this week, they sent 52 school buses past his house with pictures of all these kids that had been murdered in school shootings in the last few months. So, yeah. so, so how do you, how do you answer that, Ted? What's your, what's, what's your answer? How do you, how do you justify that? In fact, when they did that, that Uvalde, the Republicans response was, you have our thoughts and our prayers. Yeah. Well, that's funny is that there's a, there is an argument that they, they people do tend to use that if you take away all the guns, if you don't allow people to have guns or you come take away their guns, then only the bad guys are going to have the guns. Horseshit. Well, look what happened in Uvalde. There was 19 police officers outside with guns and they did nothing. And then it just, it, it's horrible. Um, and there's been, even since then, there's been other ones that have happened where, there wasn't, you know, you can't rely, you can't say that somebody with a gun is going to, some is going to, some maverick guy is going to save the day, like in a movie. Okay. No, that's not what it's about. You, sh you shouldn't even have the guns in the first place. But this goes back to one of our earlier podcasts where I brought up the point, and I think it's important. We are not like other countries in the world. We were based on guns. Our country was founded on guns. We have guns, and it's really, really, really hard to uproot that. And I, I hate it. I don't like it, Tom. I, I don't like it. I don't want guns. I don't need or want a gun. I don't either. But look at how our country was founded and how it, it, we were in the Wild West. We were, we've always had this sort of affinity for self-defense and guns and, and like that is rooted in our culture like no other country in the world. Well, we're but, new. But John, in the frontier... I would have had a gun. You would have had a gun because it was a tool. You did that to get dinner. But those are our roots, Tom. I, I, I know that, John, but, but hear me out, please. You had a gun because it was a necessity. There was no police force. There was nothing to protect you from the elements 
hostile Native Americans that we raped, robbed, and stole from. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. <laughs> That's but, another topic altogether. Yeah, yeah, but, no, no, right. no, I know, man. But, but what I'm saying is this. Okay, let's see. We have police forces. We have military. We have all this. But yet an AR-15... And that's just one of many that I'm against, as you probably discerned by now. It was a military weapon. Well, no, what? But handguns kill more than anybody. But I, I realize that. But but here's the here's here's my point, John. They say, well, you're if you block AR-15s, you're blocking my Second Amendment rights to to uh, right to bear arms. I'm like, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Then, if that's the case. Let's say I get a 50 caliber machine gun and put it in my front yard in case any of the neighbors try to give me any shit. That's my right to bear I, arms. I say we just all get tanks and carry Might grenades. As well, or, yeah. yeah, or nukes. Yeah. I thought, you know, well, maybe a small nuclear yeah. device, you know. Get a bazooka. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean,. I'm on the same page with you, really. I just no, oh, I know that, I, I'm John. Just, I just I, I'm just trying to rationalize it and look at other people's perspectives and just look at what is really possible here because it is so prevalent in our society. I don't see it going away anytime soon. No, I don't I, either. I, what I but I but I would love to see some very common sense like regulation, yeah. common sense regulation. I don't know why we can't at least do that. It just seems so obvious, like do background checks, right? Have a waiting period. Maybe we don't sell these super, super powerful weapons. Maybe we just make them illegal. Like what was it in the early nineties? I think Bill Clinton, automatic weapons or Uzis or something. Cause in the eighties, automatic weapons were legal. Oh yeah, Uzis. That's oh, why yeah. you always see. Yeah. That's why you always see yeah. Uzis oh, in the movies. DK fives and all that. Yeah, and, and things I know, dropped. Man. Like things dropped, right? Yeah. And look at Australia. Everything. It. It's just straight proportional relationship. You have fewer guns. You have fewer deaths. And that it's really true. But there's because you said just what you said. There's three hundred. There's four hundred million guns in this country currently. Yes. So what do you do now? Like you just stop, you stop making more guns. You stop selling guns. There's 400 million existing guns in the country. What do you do there? Like what, I mean, you're going to go after every, you're going to make them give them up. What do you do? Well, you know, John, and, and again, I, I do have to, this affects me personally. I know. I understand It's, it's your story. a personal issue, but outside of that, well, if I can't have an AR-15, you're stomping on but my what, right but, but, to bear but, but what arms. What about a, no, a handgun? What about a handgun? I, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, we're not saying you can't have arms. We're just saying you can't have this type of but arm. What, but again, like the majority of gun deaths and murders, it all, it's, all, yes, it's like it, it, 90% handguns. handguns. Oh, sure. Hell so why yes. not? Why not go after the handguns? Okay, well... Again, John, I think what it goes back to, just one question. How many mass murder shootings have been committed with handguns? Not very many. No, no they're all they're all like... Uh, Automatic weapons. AR-15s and... Uh, yeah, I, I haven't really heard yeah, of anything K, else other yeah, than uh, AK-47. AK-47, or, yeah, exactly. Those aren't very accurate, though. The yeah, AR-15s are much... Yeah. yeah, but still, AK-47 is one badass weapon. It's very accurate. But the thing is, it's a long gun. 
It's yeah. a long gun, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it, it's, but it's high capacity. You can have a lot of rounds in there. And if you, if you hit anybody, you just destroy them. Like well, any part of them, it's, it's such a you powerful know, in, weapon. In, in fact, John, seriously, I have thought seriously about getting a 50 caliber machine gun and put it in my front yard and say, okay, come and get it. Wait a minute. You can't do that. I have second amendment rights to bear arms. This yeah. is, this is, how is this any less deadly? Wasn't there something about a well-regulated militia militia in there too? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Just yeah. a, like a well-regulated militia. Yeah. yeah. Th that's yeah. part of being able to Do bear we arms. need militias in this day and age? But that was the only, that was, that was a stipulation of bearing arms is part of the militia. I, 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 oh, yeah? It's it's a well-regulated. That's a very important term. Mm -hmm. Well-regulated militia. Mm -hmm. So it's not just an individual who goes into Dick sporting goods and buys an AR-15. <laughs> well, mean, yeah, you can't. It, it seems like there's a little disconnect there. Maybe we need to revisit the second amendment. Maybe we revise it. You know, make, may, maybe we amend the second amendment. Do you think the Republicans would allow you to do that, John? Well, uh, think about it. No. With the Republicans, well, you have to remember, too, people have such short memories. I remember clearly a little after Biden was elected, McConnell goes on public record and says, my job is to block yeah. President Biden's agenda. I got a question. Block it. So nothing. Tell me one thing, one bill or whatever that has been passed since Biden. Right. And tell me why a lot of them never got passed. Yeah, you can't. I got a question for you. Do so. We have the Constitution. We have the Declaration of Independence in the Constitution. What do other countries have? I will say, at least we got a good, pretty good document. To, yeah. to base our country off of do other countries because some of these countries have been around a long long time did they have they've gone through different revolutions they've had different things happen exactly like where yeah. do they stand like where france england germany uh do they have documents that they base that they have all of their laws based on i'm sure they do i just don't know what they are you yeah, yeah. as americans we're not aware of these things we always talk about the constitution it's like this this document that was written in 1700s by a bunch of slave owning guys like is this uh, true yeah. <laughs> and, and, and now we're like, like following it to the yeah. to the t right yeah. and yeah. and we do some amendments it's great but do other countries also have this do document that they that, that is so set in stone it's like you can't ever have any discussions about it it's like though that guy got it right he's a, he he knew it was 1776 he he knew everything about 300 years ahead of time mm -hmm. can we talk about uh changing a few things with the times at least i mean I but what do other countries do i don't know john what you know john that's a good question I, you know, that is really a good question. I don't know. But if you will look at the Constitution, it says this document can be amended. It, 21st it, it's Amendment. It's not like it's chiseled in stone. Yeah. It can be amended. Yeah. Well, here's to uh, hoping that we can... Uh, continue to revise and improve our constitution and the rules and laws of our country. I hope that we will someday come out of this, this dark, dark phase we're in where nobody listens to each other. 
and we're in different tribes on the other side. Ah, bingo. You know, I like that tribes. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. great. And hopefully we'll come out of this uh, bad time and look back on it and, you know, realize that, uh, yeah, it was probably necessary to go through this. Um, but hopefully we end up for the better and not the worse. On that note, I think we're going to sign off for today. Okay. But thank you for joining us, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Um, Tom, any last parting words? I, in all honesty, John, in all my years, I have never, ever seen this country come to the point that it has today. You know, I've always been basically a Democrat. I have voted for a, a few Republicans, and now I regret a lot of that. But... It's always been, up until the last 20 years, or even more so, that no matter what party a legislator was in, they were looking out for the best for the country, not the party, not one person what was best for the country. I don't see that anymore. And that's the part that makes me very cynical, that democracy has failed. Capitalism failed a long time ago. I don't see any good coming from the future of this country. It is not the country that I came to know and love, and I don't think it's ever even going to be close to being that again. Well, that's that's a very depressing. It is. Um, and I, I think that we actually have a chance to... Um, I hope you're make, right. John. Make it, make it better. We have to adapt and um, go with the times. Technology is a big deal, and where we are, social media and everything, we we have to like uh, adapt and not give up hope. Can't give up hope. You have well, to, I think part of that, John, is the generation gap. I mean, well, you know, no, no, maybe that, I'm totally off base. No, 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 I, no. You know, I, 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 I agree with you 100. I am depressed about it too, but I, I have to be a little bit more positive because I have two little kids. Sure. And I also, I, I do think the world is changing. And you know what? The world always changes. That's the one thing that, that is always going to happen. Of course it does. It's going to, and it's, it, I think it's more than a change. I think it's a shift, the major shift. It's actually, it's a big change recently in the last 10 years. I think it's going to continue to shift. And I think we are headed for dark times for a while. I, I don't know how long it's going to be. Yeah. We're going to head to some dark times. But I think we're going to come out for the better. Well, we did have, uh, you know, and I will give you this. We had dark times like in Civil War. Yeah. We had dark we're times. We're resilient in, people. But we had dark times in Depression. But the problem, it with, like with the Depression, you know, my folks, I am a, I am an offspring of the World War II Depression generation. Those folks lived through some damn shitty times. That's what makes people tough. It when, does. when you go through tough times, it makes you super tough. Yeah. And and you become. A, but I also when you think go through it gives soft you times, a lot of a lot of intelligence. In, yeah, yeah. You know. You, so you know, tough times breed tough people, and soft exactly. times soft times breed soft, soft people. people. Yeah, so that's, that's where true. we're at. We've had a lot of soft times, and we've got a lot of soft people now. Yeah. So now we're going to get our asses handed to us for a while. Yeah, I think, and I think we'll, I we'll learn our, we're going to learn a lesson. I don't know how long the period's going to be, maybe five, 10, 15 years. 
and then we'll come out of it. We're going to be tough again. So it's going to be tough for a while, but I think eventually we're going to learn from that. We're going to really grow and it's going to be even better. Well, you know, John, you said, you know, you're concerned about your, your, you have two very small, beautiful children. You're concerned. I'm concerned about my grandchildren and now almost my great grandchildren, you know, what the hell is going to be there for them down the road. Yeah. So I think what I said, it's, it is cyclical. And I think it is cyclical in there. Again, though, I think tough times are okay. It's just, you have to be willing to stand up in, in that time and, and be a tough person and get through it. And then you will come on the other side. And, and uh, I don't know, who knows what, what's going to happen down the road, especially with uh, technology, man. It's, it's, uh, it's daunting to think about oh, where, where AI oh, is and technology. Oh, and, yeah. um, but I, I'm hopeful. I, I actually, I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm, I believe in the human spirit. And I, I believe in the uh, humans being extremely resilient, especially Americans. We're very resilient, strong people like where we came from. And um, I, I'm actually pretty, pretty hopeful about it. So on that note, I think we will say goodbye. And uh, so who knows when? Yeah. So who knows when? <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully not four more months. But uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the John and Tom show. If you enjoyed our show, please give us a review on Apple or Spotify and give us a rating too. For more information on the John and Tom show podcast or to start your own podcast, please check out www.carmelsoundlab.com. Thanks. See you next time.